Hi, this message is for the wheel nerds, Todd and Chuck. We're going to file an injunction against you. It's going to be $2 million per infringement. You guys got three infringements. If I were you, I would take it off the Internet immediately. Immediately. If you don't take it off the Internet, I'm going to tell you guys, I'm promising you, I'm going to sue your asses. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. Really this does is... horrible. What? Shut up. You do it then. Start over. Hi, welcome to Wheel Nerds. I'm Chuck. And I'm Fake Todd. We're going to be talking about motorcycles. And stuff. <laughs> Was that a question? <laughs> I don't know. What am I doing here again? <laughs> You're fake Todd. I keep ending up in fake. Fake, no, fake Todd it. I'm fake Todding right now. Fake Todd. Fake Todd is confident. He's assured. He knows stuff. He knows stuff. A lot more stuff. Uh, Todd knows all the stuff. He knows. Well, no, he doesn't know all the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and to think people were writing to ask for you to come back on the show. Uh-huh. And so Jen is back on the show. Hello. And the thing everybody wants to know about is, is is the bike still in one piece? Oh yeah, yeah. The bike is still in one piece. The I, bike I, is I saw definitely. her. I saw her ride up on it. It's a little worse for the wear. Hey, I told you before. I dropped it a couple times. She dropped it in her garage. Turned it around in the garage. You can see that. Till I figured it out. <laughs> it hasn't been fixed yet. So they're ordering parts to f- replace the lens cover. Yeah. What are they doing? Yeah. Okay. I, well, that and I asked them for. Um, Levers that fit my hands a little better because I that, that, I can only reach with my fingertips. Well, I I noticed that. Look, Jen let me take the bike out, and even for me, the bars were too far forward for where the seat is, the way it wants to kind of set you back a little bit. Mm-hmm. The bars are too far out there. I think you need risers on those bars. I, I think you might be right. And uh, I don't think it'll, it'll hurt the look of the bike. I didn't get it lowered, though. By the by, the time I got my 500 miles on it, I didn't feel the need to lower it. Anymore. Yeah, I don't think you need to lower nope. it, but the the bars are too, your arms yeah. are too extended because mine are, and I'm just like because the bike just makes you want to you want to sit down on it and kind of lean back, lean back a little. That's but where the it, bars won't let you. Mm-hmm. The balance takes you back a little. Yeah, bit. yeah. And then you end up kind of feeling like you're pulling on the bars, or you lean forward on the, and that's bad. Lean forward on it. It's a it's a, a very civilized beast of a bike. It's, it is. Uh, it's more of a, Bivy than I thought it would be. More vibration than I thought there would be in the lower gears. Hmm. I don't know if you've noticed that with the bars. No. Um, this is around 3,000 RPM. Yeah. I was noticing it. It's just for the, the, a bike that, that refined, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that. Huh. It wasn't a horrible, I mean, I ride a Buell. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So you're expecting nothing. I was expecting nothing. I was expecting still. Right, yeah. Yeah. So I was a little bit surprised by that. Um, Handlebar uh, bar end weights Mm -hmm. would probably settle that out if you don't even, well, you don't even notice it. I don't even notice it. Yeah. What all do you want to do to the bike? I mean, you've put how many miles on it now? A little over 700. 700 miles. And you had it how many, how long? Um, I can't remember when I bought it, but I just started riding it really maybe two weeks ago. So I've been traveling for business. So 700 miles already in just a few weeks. Oh yeah. So fuck you, fuck you Rowan. That's what we're saying here. (laughs) Right? Fuck fuck you Rowan. Yeah. I ride it everywhere. If there's, if there's any way that I can go wherever I'm going on Mm -hmm. this bike, I Mm -hmm. go. Cause it's, it just. Yeah. You came into my house on it. You were very late. I, I, I started to worry. I lost track of time. I was just like, holy shit, she dropped the bike. No, I was actually working. Okay. And you know when you're working and sometimes you get so focused, it's like almost a zen thing. And Bullshit, time. you were out riding the bike, weren't you? 
No. You were riding a bike and you lost track of time. <laughs> That's what happened. Well, I'm not going to admit to Bullshit that. Bullshit work. <laughs> you were like, you went up immigration or something, and you're like, oh, Chuck lives south. I'll go north. <laughs> Eventually, I'll hit his place. That's what happened. Something. Something like that. Fucking A. You live pretty far south. I, I do live pretty it's far a ways. south. You cut into my time riding on I'm your gonna... bike. <laughs> well, I'll have to bring it over again sometime. I mean, I only got to take it out for about five, ten minutes, yeah. if that. You cut into my stealing your bike time. I could have been going up big cottonwood on that thing. Oh, yeah. You know, we should just go ride and then trade bikes. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> Bikes. <laughs> Your bike's like shoulder high on me. That would never work. I'll get one of those tiny little ladders and bolt it to the the side rack so you can climb up my bike. I hate you so much right now. Oh, that'd be awesome. I know. I could come over and you could ride the bike up the canyon. You could ride the Euro. And I could just, oh, ride the Euro. You could ride the Euro. I bet. I forgot about yeah, the Euro. Yeah, you'd, you'd be fine on the Euro. Yeah. You won't even have to flat foot it. <laughs> I can, I can show you how to ride the Euro and yeah, you'd be fine. No, it's, it's a, it's not. It's a super fun bike. Every time I get off it, every time I get on it, it makes me grin the whole time. I mm-hmm. just can't stop grinning every time I ride this bike. As a bike should. Mm. Uh, have you noticed anything about the bike in, in the 700 miles or so? I mean, do, is there any, not regrets, but any kind of like, I wish the bike didn't do this. Yes. So, it's pretty hard for me to get the kickstand up because I'm so short. Mm-hmm. So I wish the kickstand were not completely smooth. So I'm either going to rough it up or I'm going to maybe mean? get some diamond plate or something. So I can hook it with my toe because that's all I can reach is my toe. So one day I went, I rode it to... You the, can't reach the knobby thing with your mm-mm. heel? Oh, no. I'm with really? my heel. Are you kidding me? I can't even reach the knobby thing with my toe. Ooh, okay. I'll have to show you how I get the kickstand up. It's do you reach down with your hand? You're like, eh. do you, do not you, usually, do you, and I can't reach it with my hand. Do you just straighten the bike up and you're like, hey, can you push the kickstand? I, I do have this piece of rope. You call your son over. Uh, Stone, no. can you put the kickstand up for mine? That would be embarrassing. <laughs> it might be a way to meet guys, though. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. Excuse me. <laughs> Could you put the kickstand up on the bike? <laughs> a couple of times I couldn't get the kickstand up because I had a little film of clay dust on my feet from uh-huh. the studio. You were just kicking the, the kicking the, the I, kickstand. I just couldn't <laughs> I just couldn't get a grip on it. And so, but I have this piece of twine I carry with me and I just reached down and lifted it around the end and pulled it up and You put rope on your Kickstand? I keep You've got it a pull in my cord. Pl- no, I keep you got the a rope pull cord for your kickstand. Yes. <laughs> in case of emergency. Short people problems. <laughs> How do you get the kickstand down? I with my foot. Okay, so you can kick it down. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I just you know. My leg isn't long enough to get any more than a toe on, and it's halfway up the kickstand. It's not at the end of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it gets tricky. 
That's why I have a twine. <laughs> okay, I thought it was funny when... Because we, we used to ride with a guy up at V-Strom, and he had done some things to his bike that the kickstand was no longer long enough for his bike. Mm-hmm. So he had a, a little piece of wood on a cord that he would drop like an anchor <laughs> and then, and then put, put the, the bike on. <laughs> yeah. He had a boat anchor for his restrung. That's You've got a rip cord for your bike. <laughs> I do. Well, the first time I had to do it, I didn't have a little piece of twine. I had to take off my helmet and hook the helmet around the end. You used your helmet to pull up your kickstand? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay, listeners, listeners. It doesn't matter if you can ride the bike. It doesn't matter how long you've been riding. It doesn't matter how big the bike is. If you can't get the kickstand <laughs> up without the use of your helmet, no, this is not the no, bike no, no, for no, 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 you. No, no, it, If you can get the kickstand out, up, oh, you know what? With you, the tools at hand, you know what you need. Yes, you need I do. That sticky elastic hand thing that you can. <laughs> Throw out and like pick up pieces of paper off the ground. I don't think it'd work. <laughs> just wrap, it, wrap that it, shit around. We could try, the, but I, I think it's no. Or a whip. You need oh. a, a web shooter. <laughs> you need a Spider-Man web shooter. You could, every girl needs a Spider-Man web shooter. Pull up that kickstand every time. Just think. <laughs> Great. Now you, you, I know what you're getting me for Christmas. A web shooter. Yes. <laughs> what are you What are you going to do in the meantime? What do you mean, rough it up? Um. Just so that I can get a grip on it, so it doesn't just slip off, okay. or or maybe weld a piece of diamond plate just to the the place where I'd be gripping with my toe. You you know weld like an additional step. Yes. <laughs> you gonna yeah. weld a step stool to your kickstand? Yes, there'll be a, a step stool there. <laughs> For days when I'm a little tired. I'm, I'm going to have to watch you do this because I, when I sat, the bike sits really low. Yes. The feet are very comfortable on the ground. The, that Yours gas, are. The gas tank is wide as fuck. <laughs> that thing is huge. I know, right? How much gas does it hold? Five gallons. That's it? Yeah. That thing feels like it should hold more. It's so wide. It, <laughs> it's kind of flat, though. It's uh, not wide okay. and deep. It's a cool bike. I mean, it's cool. It's very, it's refined. It's Feels like a very civilized beast. It is. It pulls really well. Mm-hmm. Um, really easy to ride. Oh yeah. Um, Beautifully balanced. Be- and and it goes through the gears. It has it's has six gears. So six feet is what I'm trying to say. Uh huh. I I didn't make it past third. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I was I had to stay in my neighborhood because somebody was like forty minutes late coming I to my know. house. I'm sorry. Otherwise, I would have been out trying out all six gears. I could, tr- I could have tried all six gears now, but... You, you know, know the faster just... you go, the more fun that bike is so far. That's how most bikes are. Yeah. The, the faster you go, the more fun they are. Well, one do you of the wish things... the bike was a little bit more maneuverable or easy to handle? Or do you, do you feel comfortable with the weight? Do you feel comfortable with corners? Yeah, no, I, when I'm riding it, it's fine. I, I don't find it difficult to maneuver. Um, it doesn't feel heavy. The only trouble I've had from from day one with the bike is at a dead stop in the garage with the kickstand with the kickstand <laughs> <laughs> I can't get the kick no Dunk. it's 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 awesome timber and the sound it makes that just makes me giddy it is a really good sounding bike I, I really like the the sound on that bike it's a, it's a nice meaty mm-hmm. note but 
very different than a Harley. Oh, yeah. No, so. nothing like a Harley. It, it, is, it is a good sounding bike. Yeah. So I took it up the canyons this last weekend, went riding with a friend, and he was also on a Triumph, but he was on a sport bike. Um, Which one, you know? Yeah, the Sprint. Sprint, okay. 955i. Okay. Um, and he rode it like a sport bike, even though we were riding together. Okay. And uh, when we stopped partway, did I make you drag your pegs like he was hoping that he had? Which is, if you're on a sport bike and you're riding with someone with a cruiser and you have someone behind you on your sport bike, don't you think you should maybe not ride like a sport bike in the canyons the way you do by yourself? Honestly, uh, no. I just think riding 100 miles an hour when you have someone up behind you is wrong. Because you're, you're, everyone rides their own ride. Yeah. You want to have you want to, everyone to enjoy their own bike and be safe on their own mm-hmm. bike. Yeah. That's what it takes for them. You're not going to try to keep up, obviously. Nope. You're just going to let him go. I let him go. He can go. Actually, the, it was really easy to keep up with him most of the time. But I was very careful to ride my own ride because I was aware that he and are he's two of me. His bike is a different beast entirely. He can pull up the kickstand on his bike. Yes, yes, he can. <laughs> he reached out, reach across to your bike and pull up the kickstand on that too. <laughs> you notice I, what I noticed though as we were riding, um, for him to make the curse, he actually had to lean quite a bit more than I did. So my bike was cornering without the lean that he was getting, and I don't, I don't know why that is, but no. Do you think that he has to lean that bike, or he wanted to lean it like that? Maybe he wanted to. I would say he probably wanted to lean it like that. That's the ride he enjoys. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would do on, you know, if I'm on a a sport bike going on corners, I'm I'm wanting to lean it as far as I feel comfortable with, which is like a whole two inches. (laughs) (laughs) But it makes all the difference in the world. That It looks deep. It looks really deep. I'm like right, right there on the ground. I'm, I'm feeling the knee, surely within a foot of the ground. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Or, you can almost feel the there. asphalt I, air. I'm, I'm positive there's asphalt there in the vicinity of my knee. <laughs> there's, there's proximity happening. I'm feeling that connection. Then it's real. Fuck yeah. <laughs> At one point, the air, the wind was really coming down the canyon um, before we got up towards the the ride towards Monte Cristo. Okay. And um, that's one of the things I've noticed about this bike is when it's really windy, it doesn't affect the bike much. I mean, it's got mass, right? So it's not getting kicked around by the wind. But I sure am. Oh, uh, was it a headwind, a tailwind, a crosswind? Side crosswind. Really? And mm-hmm. you didn't feel like the bike caught the wind and was... Pushing over? It was pushing over a little bit. Okay. But it wasn't um it wasn't bouncy. You know how sometimes when you ride a lighter bike and the the wind catches it and yeah. it kinda makes it Okay, yeah, on a lighter jerk bike. around a little bit. That bike's what, six hundred? A little over eight fifty. Eight fifty? I was trying to be nice. Yeah. Eight hundred and fifty pounds? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously I have something to prove riding. <laughs> <laughs> Riding that novelty bike. Riding that novelty bike. That you will be lucky to have 1,700 miles on within a year, few years. Well, I think he said 500. 
I will have it in my garage with 500 miles on it. Yeah. I, I Roland, I shared your 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 letter with Jen because she hadn't had time to to hear it. I've been a little behind. I've been tra- I've been in Canada on business, so. So I know they know. have wheel nerds up there, but I've been a little busy, <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> they have the Canadian version of wheel nerds. Hey. Hey, they're very polite. Hoser. They talk about poutine. Sorry. And gravy and syrup, <laughs> and donuts. Tim Horton. Tim Horton. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Who, who cares? Boundary. Oh. Um, yeah. So that was an interesting letter with my with my novelty bike that's sitting out there and getting ridden every single day. Now I he clearly he's riding it from a place of concern. Do you think? I yeah I think it is a, it's a place of concern. I mean that's no one writes that kind of letter because uh, I mean Roland Roland's a nice guy. He's he's a good guy. Hmm. Um, and I I believe that that letter comes as from a place of concern. Okay. <laughs> No, really, I do. It's just you know, we've we've had lots of letters from him in the past. He's he's, you know, it's he's he's a genuine guy. All right. Well, I'll take your word for it. Now he doesn't know you. The, no. The way I know you, the way Tom knows you, so cut him that slack. Okay. What are you saying? Take a breath, let it go. Reach down, pull up your kickstand. <laughs> Reach down, pull up the big girl kickstand. <laughs> <clears throat> with my piece of twine. <laughs> you with, your, with your anchor. Hey, I have tools. You know. You, you know, oh, I know. We could get a string, and we could put a fishing weight on the end of it, and you could just swing it out like a bolo. I love that idea. It would be awesome. It would. The skill, right? It Left-handed. Would be, it would be like the spider web thingy. No, you're not getting it, out of that. It would be, no, I, be really close. Christmas present. I'm Jewish. <laughs> so I, I've had the past few sh- shows. I've talked about my ongoing um, troubles with my Cena 20s headset. I got a new Bluetooth mm-hmm. communicator, and I've been having static noises problems. Uh, just a few things that really kind of turned me off to the thing. Um, in fact, I think the last show I pretty much recommended if you have a 10 or you have an opportunity to buy a 10 or we go buy 10. If you really feel like you need to buy a 20, subtract 10 from that and then go buy the 10. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So there, there's no hope? Um, I, I've done some poking around on our support site and apparently the, at least the static issue thing mm-hmm. Is a known issue with my particular branch of serial numbers. Any serial oh. number model begins with 146. They apparently have this static problem. If you use any kind of uh, earbuds, headphones, whatever, mm-hmm. you're going to hear a lot of static, a lot of electronic noises. You're going to hear the NSA guy talking as he listens to you. Um, that could be entertaining. Right. So if you go, you write to them, you can get your RMAA the uh, device for something like serial number 147 and above, mm-hmm. which supposedly doesn't have that problem. Um, I'm waiting for my RMA to be approved, and then I'll swap my unit out, and we'll see what happens. Okay. Um, so why did you decide to go with that in the first place? Um, a couple reasons. It's new and shiny. <laughs> right? <laughs> that sounds like you. Those are two. Those are two reasons. It's new and shiny. That's and that's a couple. I like it. Um, for motorcycles. 
for motorcycles. Gotcha. I, I wanted, you know, I, I already had a tent. Mm-hmm. I was going to put that on um, either um, my daughter's helmet mm-hmm. or maybe even my girlfriend when she rides me with me. <laughs> There's been one. Freud? <laughs> no, when she rides with me. With she, me. You've... She's only ridden with me once, once, mm. once in the sidecar. So is this... So that you can talk to other people who you're riding with, or is it so you can listen to music, or uh, mainly so I can listen to music and audiobooks on trips. Um, my commute, I listen to music, or I listen to podcasts, fine podcasts like the Wheel Nerds. Excellent choice, and not the Pace. <laughs> Take that, the Pace. <laughs> who are they? I don't know. Just kidding. A couple guys. <laughs> uh, so I listen to music when I ride, and and most of my riding. Time and distance is by myself. Yeah. It's, I really like putting some music in, have my little earbuds in, and just go. The only person I've ever talked to through the helmet is Todd. How'd that go? <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. We were on a very boring stretch of the 15. Mm hmm. Just... <laughs> Where is it not boring? We were, yeah, we were just chatting. Hmm. It was fine. It was great. He wasn't critiquing your ride. Uh,. If he was, he wasn't doing it out loud. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, let me take that back. Let me rephrase that. He just wasn't doing it out loud. Okay. <laughs> right. He was holding it in. I think I was in... Wait, I, he might have been in front of me. That, that might have been it. Usually he's in front of me. I don't like to lead. I don't either. I don't like to be in front. Bugs me. Mm-hmm. I like to either be the last rider... No, I do like. I like to be the last rider and just have everyone Let's see in what's front going of me. on. I like to look at a line of butts. That's, that's, I've that's heard that about you. Just a line of butts, <laughs> all going, all going that way. That way. That way. Uh-huh. That's me. That's what I want. So, but uh, what's the other reason with the Cena? So, yeah, hook it up to a spare helmet so I can talk to my daughter because mm-hmm. she, she's who I ride with the most. Yeah. Um, the twenty has an FM radio. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to listen to NPR sometimes. Right. Um, it has a bunch of other stuff with um, intercom functionality. Oh, okay. Um, it has a really, really, really fucking annoying built-in voice-operated command system uh. that needs to be immediately turned off as soon as you open the fucking box. Never, ever use it. Fucking no. <laughs> Whoever came up so with it's a it bad with idea Cena, is what you're saying. Yes. Whoever came up with that at Cena needs to be locked into a room listening to this voice say say a command over and over and so over. So they don't have the Elvis option. The Elvis option. <laughs> Haven't you heard some of these voice operated things or or you know oh, this is not driving a, things? This, these voices this you can a, get any option you want. This is a very mechanical voice. It's very it's very blind and it's not it's not Siri. It's oh. not Siri. Or it's not the Android equivalent to Siri. It it doesn't try to interpret you. Uh-huh. It just says, repeat it. It just says it over and over and over. You it need drives you buckshit. You need a conversation companion who understands you. That's what you're saying. I need one that shuts the fuck up <laughs> when I'm listening to my music. <laughs> it doesn't ask me to repeat myself fucking over and it over. It doesn't even make you cookies. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Hate that thing. Worst idea ever. I don't know why it it's so half baked on the twenty that it just 
it, it ruins that thing. For Can me. you disable it? Yes. Then why are you still so worked up about this? Um, because even though I thought I had it disabled, it still comes up every now and then. Wow. It's just always... It, here's a keyword. You hit a button. Well, it's supposed to be uh, voice activated. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Seriously, it's not. It's random activated? Or? Yes. Nice. Maybe it's part of the you're, static you're, thing. You're supposed, to be, static. you're supposed to be able to say, um, hello, Cena." No, that's never worked, ever. Hello. Fucking no. <clears throat> how, how are you saying hello? Are you like, hello, Cena? Because Cena's not going to answer. No, I started like, out hello, nice. Hello, Cena. No, no, maybe, I, maybe, I started out nice. I'm just saying, maybe if you bitch try. Bitch, don't talk back. <laughs> I don't, I'm not saying you. I'm saying that bitch don't talk back. <laughs> I know you weren't saying it to me or you'd be on the floor. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, try this. Hello, I, Cena. I tried being nice. You haven't been locked into a helmet with this thing for an hour. <laughs> no, I haven't. I tried being nice. I don't nice. think I want one of I these tried things being now firm. that you... I tried being loud. I tried being quiet. No. You know what fucking sets that thing off? Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> you know what? You know what the bad part about nothing at all? Is it happens all, all the fucking the time. time. <laughs> what are you doing? Nothing. Cena. <laughs> the other way you're supposed to be able to... Uh, activate this voice command thing is you tap on the, the unit itself, which oh. I think is what is happening with wind. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why it's happening is the wind. I get you buffeting got... on my helmet is enough. Either the wind buffeting on my helmet or the, just the, the loud, the, the engine noise, the exhaust of my bike is enough to trigger this yeah. fucking thing. Phantom tapping. Yes. Nice. And they're supposed to, I mean, this thing, you're supposed to be able to do a bunch of voice-activated commands. The only one I've ever bothered doing is turn the radio on or off. Hmm. Because well, all the other stuff, fuck that. When you get your replacement. I will, you know, I'll try it. I want to, I want to hear. I want to hear if it works or not. I will try it. It's, uh, I don't know if I'll turn the voice command back on unless they, they update that firmware a lot. I mean, that's a nice other thing about the Cena <laughs> is they release firmware updates you can download from the internet and just do through your PC. So they continually add new features, nice. which is cool. Like one of the last big things they added was a universal intercom so that it'll work with anyone else's headset. Excellent. Very cool. If it works. If, well, you know. Mm. Yeah. Now I have doubts. I just say hmm. you're all, you're not happy with this thing. I'm not happy with the voice activated part. Okay. The scratchy electronic noise thing, that's just icing on the annoying cake. If I can get rid of that and never ever fucking talk to Cena again, <laughs> I will be happy. <laughs> I want to talk to Siri. Fuck Cena. I already, I'm already in a, a You have a relationship. I have with a relationship. Siri. I already got a thing going on with Siri. I don't need don't some need other Cena. bitch the the horn in on that action. Right? Because that never works. That, no, no, no. I I'm Siri, there, it's me and Siri, we're tight. Yeah. We, we've got, she knows things about me. You had a third device in there and, well, I don't know. No, yeah, no. No. I don't care. I mean, it, it always sounds good in theory. I don't care how submissive she is. But then in practice, is. it just never works out. I don't care how submissive she is. She can ask me to say all the commands I want. I want her to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and she won't do and that. And she won't. So clearly she's not submissive. Right. Something's wrong. <laughs> this relationship is broken from the start. Broken out of wow. the box. Plays music. Why, why does... 
You know, when Todd's not here... <laughs> yes? Our conversation goes down these rattles. Yeah, it does. I'm sorry, people. I'm... I'm editing this, so maybe I'll it, tighten it up. It could be fine. It'll yeah, be, it'll let's be let's let's do classifieds. Okay, classifieds. So our first one. Oh my god. Okay, now I what? I, I want to know. Wow. One of you fuckers who is listening to this show did this. Someone in Greenville, North Carolina, did this. This is no one does this wow. on their own. That's um. This is a 1989 Suzuki GSX R7. And the motherfucker, it blew. That, yeah. It blew. 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 Blew everywhere. Wow. This, someone took a spray paint of, well, maybe not spray paint. Maybe they no, actually No, that's tried. actually a fairly nice paint yeah. job, only it's blue. If you don't look at the seat. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So someone painted the bike blue everywhere. They, the, the body, the frame. It looks like they tried painting the motor blue. It's almost like a practical joke. Um, Somebody painted their buddy's bike blue, and now they have to sell it. Yeah, the swing arm, the wheels, the, even the seat looks like it was crudely painted blue. Yeah, that's and it's got Suzuki in big white letters wow. on the side. This bike, it blew. One of you, one of you people, needs to fess up for doing this. Because. Yeah. <laughs> With, with I, an I explanation. Can, I cannot believe. Wow. I cannot believe that, that whoever did this is not a listener of this show. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you just infer something about the listeners? It Blue is one of our <laughs> oldest jokes. Oh, no. <laughs> it Blue is a... And this a, is it. It embodies it. A hallmark of this show. Mm-hmm. And this bike, It Blue. Yeah. It blew. It's also an 89. <laughs> It, of course it is, because it, it says so well, four over. places. <laughs> uh, I He says it's in good condition, but uh, clearly he's lying. <laughs> right? There's, you can't define good that way. Yeah, that's uh, that, mm. that's a thing. Yeah. Um, I wonder if, you know, all the safety gear this guy wears is also it blue. 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 Yeah. He's like the blue Power Ranger. That's why. He just fades into the sky. <laughs> That's not sky blue. So our next one is the nicest cafe racer to hit Craigslist. Mm. Would you like to read for, this one? For, mm, certainly. Selling a baby I threw together. 1979 XS750 is the bike. I've owned it for three years now. Shaft-driven and stripped to essentials. Stripped is an accurate yeah. description. For this bike. Stripped to essentials. Frame has been detabbed. Rear subframe chopped. Awesome bare metal brushed seat. Wow. That's not not looking like brushed metal. That's that's looking like he took maybe some stripper to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was it. That's... Um, mm. Modern... All parts were hand cut, bent, pounded, welded, and brushed. Everything has a Mad Max touch on it. Well, that's true. Yes. It is a, this is a bare metal shit rat bike. Um, no, no offense, dude. Um, this is not the nicest cafe racer. And I love how he poses it here with the picture, the artsy picture of a girl in black and white behind it. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, oh, this, this is screaming for a hipster to buy it. It is. It's a very artsy bike. I can see how certain people would be really excited to have a bike like that. Don't expect shiny paint. It's a man's bike. Sold as is. 
I will trade for a Ducati. (laughs) (laughs) No more picks. That's it. That's all you get. One pick. One One arty pick. One pick. Uh, If you know what it is, we can arrange a viewing. What? If you know what a viewing is? Mm. I may delete without selling if I change my mind. So hurry. I'm I'm impulsive. impulsive. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) Clearly, it was about to get torn down to the frame and for powder coat when I decided I make bad decisions <laughs> and kept it the way it is. Because he's impulsive. He's a hipster. Could yeah. you some more? <laughs> There's good news, though. You won't find something like this on Craigslist again. I doubt it. We find stuff there all the time. (laughs) Whoever buys this bike might put it back on Craigslist. Uh, I mean, okay, it's got a certain. I mean, this is a hipster bike. It is. That's that's all it is. It's well, that's all it comes down to. It's It's a hipster bike. It's artsy. It has appeal. Yeah, I mean, it looks like he's put some work and money into it as far as uh, you know, trying to make it rideable. Mm -hmm. But the bare metal seat. Uh, you know, well, you know, a hipster is not going to ride it very long. (laughs) (laughs) Down to the coffee shop. I mean, this is essentially the equivalent of those, those, the choppers from 10 years ago that were Mm -hmm. 15 feet long and they would just go from bar to bar and then back home wobbling. But, you know. That's what this bike is. Um. That's your thing. Yeah, if that's your thing. Um, I... This is not a good picture to call that brushed metal. You're kind of hung up on the whole brushed metal comment. It is, because I come from an adventure riding background, and we know brushed metal, goddammit. <laughs> All right, then. You do not get brushed metal past us Tourotech catalog reading types. There's no more picks. We. That's it. We are picky about our brushed metal and our matte aluminum. You have to suspend disbelief. Fuck no. <laughs> this looked like he accidentally left it in a sandblaster overnight, and he came out, and he was like, fuck. <laughs> and then he said, ooh, Mad Max. Yep. Yeah. This is a cafe bike. It's very cafe. Mm-hmm. I would like to know who posed for the picture in the back. Next. This is a trailer. Don't the, Your eyes might deceive you. This is a motorcycle trailer. Why is there... A-, a motorcycle would pull this. What? Whoa. So what we're looking at... I'm confused. ...appears to look like a Corvette or a Roadster mm-hmm. sitting on a trailer. Mm-hmm. But this is something a motorcycle would pull. This is a box. <laughs> so this is a, you're a tiny, tiny Corvette oh. body... It's a tiny, tiny little pedal car. Tiny little car thingy sitting on a trailer that's hiding a box underneath. All right, then. Th- I mean. Well, it's unique. <laughs> it is unique. Um, I can only imagine someone pulling this behind on their gold wing, making that, yeah, I brought my Corvette joke. Some t- some jokes just never get old. This one apparently did because it's for sale. <laughs> Um, it's an amazing tow-behind motorcycle trailer, completely enclosed with air ride capability. 
Perfect for camping. Uh, all right. And travel with unique Corvette bo- pedal car body. Good call. Complete unique, completely unique was custom fabricated because I make bad decisions. <laughs> this one of a kind trailer is perfect for any Corvette lover or, or motorcycle enthusiast or people who make bad decisions. <laughs> Here we go. And I want to end up on this show. I want to pull this trailer with my brushed metal cafe racer. Hey. Fuck yes. <laughs> we need to get those two together. This is a great idea. <laughs> Somebody needs to do that. It's cute. My daughter would love that car. Um, yeah. And it she, looks like it, it had a, a nice box. paint job done to it. That's that's a box for smuggling a body. <laughs> <laughs> this is a kill machine. This is a kill box. This thing was, was used to murder hobos <laughs> and then transport their body back home for dismemberment. I'm not going to argue a cop's not, like it. A cop's not going to pull that over and be like, I bet there's a body in there. A cop's going to go, wow, that's a cute little car. Exactly. What do you use that little car for? Right. Nothing. Nothing. That's It's for appearances yeah. only. And and bodies. Is that oil dripping out the bottom? No, it's certainly not blood, officer. <laughs> <laughs> this is a murder machine. <laughs> Built for death. Look at the box. Yes. Clearly... Bodies have been in that box. I don't want to look at that picture anymore. Can't you just pick yes, see? Yes, I can. There's a body in there. No, it looks all rusty and stuff. Yeah, from uh-huh. from that, the blood. This is a this is a serial killer selling his, his, <laughs> his tools. This is horrible. Let's not buy it. No, I'm not going to buy any of that shit. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple of videos also this week. Awesome. Uh, first one comes from Russia. So this girl gets on her Triumph Truxton and is apparently an environmental vigilante. On her Triumph. On her Triumph. You know, here she is buzzing around. She spies people throwing garbage out of their car and she returns it in some way or another. <laughs> I, I particularly like how she duct taped the, the bottle the guy threw on the ground to his, his side view mirror. Well, and what's really, what's the worst that could happen to her? They could catch up to her and hit her with their car? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that last one, that was an SUV. That's a little and scary. she pulled up on the inside. He mm-hmm. could have tapped her right off that bike pretty right easy. Yeah. Right, right then and there. She's she's kind of not bright for doing this. Yeah. And yeah, I, I I understand that she. I don't like littering either, but I understand what she's doing. Well, yeah. she could get hurt. She could get really hurt because I mean she threw an ashtray on a dude. Mm-hmm. Now he's in a little shit box. Maybe you know. Uh, the only thing I can think of, you know, she's in Russia. She looks like she's in a major city. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's just you know thinking, hey, traffic density will always be on my side. Like with that second one, that guy was not going to catch her. No. And maybe she really knows the city. Yeah, maybe she really you knows. Maybe she, I mean, she clearly rides on sidewalks and shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> and plus, it's Russia, which you know has no traffic laws whatsoever. So. Do you know that? Haven't you seen the videos that come out of Russia? I've been I've been a little busy. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> the video that made the rounds last week was like this road rage incident where the two cars pull over 
And fucking SpongeBob gets out of the car and beats up the other dude. And like Mickey Mouse and, and all these other mascot guys come out of the car. So, and they stand around kicking this guy on the ground. What you're saying is I need to waste more time. Yes. <laughs> Everyone in Russia has dash cam cameras now because of all the crazy shit that happens. I, I'm feeling a little out of the loop. You need to Google Russian dash cams. Okay. Because... There is some fucked up shit happening in Russia. Next time I have a few minutes, I'll, I'll do that. That'll be the first thing I'll do. None of them involve Putin. That's a good thing to know. No, they, they don't. <laughs> There's just enough fucked up stuff there. Um, on a previous show, we talked about bikes with fat beats. Bites, bikes dropping fat beats. And I will not do the beat noise because you're here and not Todd. Well, why can't you do the noise with me? I can't. I, I want, but no, we'll just play the video. So this you'll guy, do it for Todd, but you won't do it for me. Exactly. It's feeling very Casablanca right now. Why? It's the line. You played it for her. You could play it for me. Yeah, but then he, that dude didn't start beatboxing. <laughs> <laughs> badly, that would have been weird, it. right? He did not start beatboxing badly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> that did not happen. And the bass drops. Right. He did not drop the bass. <laughs> he wheeled his piano around and, and mm, you know sang some songs. Sing. No one dropped the bass. <laughs> but this Ninja One Thousand, this dude turns it into like a look at this. He mounts custom speakers to where the side cases, or you know, in the side cases. Yeah, themselves. I was going to say that. Yeah, I don't think you can use those side cases He's anymore. He's got regular motorcycle style speakers. Up where his uh, mirrors used to be. Yeah. He's replaced his mirror with speakers. He he put the mirrors on the end of the bars. (laughs) So he's got bar and mirrors. Put the the speakers in there. And then he's got... uh, Wow. He's got his bass coming out of his side cases. Like you do. And, uh, I mean, it's it's a pretty job. Yeah. Do you think loud music saves lives, Jen? Um, If loud pipes save lives... Do loud, fat beats save Do lives? we know that loud pipes save lives? Everyone says so. Is there research on this? My bro. My bro said so. D- my writing bro. That's appeal to authority. Yeah. Mm. My writing bro. <laughs> I don't Well, maybe it, it might make it more dangerous if they don't like your tunes. If they don't like my fat... Who would not be- like fat beats dropping out of that well, bike? Well, it depends on... The- fat, creamy beats. All right, then. <laughs> I am sure that fat beats save lives. Fat, creamy beats right save there. lives. You know, he has the cowling on his bike, which means no one ever rides on the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> because they could not handle the fat beats coming out of that bike. It would be an issue for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a guest this week. Excellent. Unfortunately, since uh, Todd's not here, you're going to have to fill in. I'm I'm excited. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we're on with Mikkel Thompson of Motolumbia, uh, also known as Mike, because that'd be easier for me. Um, hi, Mike. Hey, how are you? We are doing great. So Motolumbia is, does guided motorcycle tours and stuff in Colombia, and yet you're a Danish guy in Colombia. So I guess the first question off my head is, how much cocaine a day do you do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the cocaine rumors from Colombia um, uh, are kind of getting old. <laughs> At the moment, it's been, well, 10, 15 years since they've had really serious issues about this down here. So oh. the last couple of presidents, 
the last couple of presidents have been cleaning up the country. Okay, then I need, I need to cancel my tour. I want my money back right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can still, you know, you can still get it like uh, you can in the West uh, <laughs> if you go to the discotheques. But I think you have a better chance of getting it probably in Europe or the States than down here. Right. Okay. So, but yeah, I, uh, I, um, I was traveling around on a on a motorcycle trip for eight months, and and by coincidence, ended up in Colombia and met a sweet girl that I married. And then we started a business down here. Okay, so you you met your your wife while doing a tour. Yeah, I was uh, I was traveling for eight months on a motorcycle from from Chile up to the states, and uh, and I met her halfway, and stayed for a couple of months to get to know her, and then convinced her to quit her job and come with me on the bike to Central uh, America, and um, and we did uh, part of Central America. But being Colombian, it's very hard to get the visas to travel around the world, so. So we ended up um, splitting up with her going back to Colombia, and I continued my journey up to the U.S. and crossed the states. And uh, then I came back down to Colombia, and we we opened a business down down here in Colombia. So yeah, <laughs> true love, that's, true love. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. How long yeah, was this enough. this tour you were doing? How how long was it? How many miles were you doing? Uh, <clears throat> I did about thirty thousand miles on that trip uh, in eight months. Um, did all of South and Central and North America on that trip. So did you fly and, into Chile with your uh, rent a bike, buy a bike, take a bike with you? How did that come about? Yeah, I, well, I mean, I used to work in the music industry back in, in Europe and with all the Napster and iTunes and all the downloads and all that stuff going on, it kind of was less and less business. So I eventually decided to sell the company back home and, and then I bought a bike and flew it to Chile. And yeah, then I started my trip from there. What was the, what was the bike you were doing the tour on? This was a 1000cc Italian bike called an Aprilia Caponaut. Oh, okay. The Caponaut. Uh, I don't yeah, think yeah. you have it in the States. Oh, the- uh, we yeah. do. The you do? Yeah, okay. the Aprilia Caponaut. Yeah, we do. We don't have very many of them. <laughs> no, but we no, do I don't have think them. They have, yeah, yeah. I don't think they've been like commercially imported, but maybe they've, you know, people have imported them one at a time or something. Oh, I, I, I could be wrong. I mean, this will be, Todd would know this one better than me, but I'm, I thought they were available here. I'm trying to think if the guy down on 90th, he's got what Guzzi, Ducati. Mm-hmm. I want to say he has a Prilla too. I, I think he does. I think, yeah. And I have a friend who well, writes uh, one. Yeah, but I don't know if it's the yeah. I know when a, he's talking. Aprilia is there. I just I'm just not sure about that model specifically because um, when I traveled to the states, I actually uh, I actually had the bike service that the Ducati dealer in Salt Lake City, and um, mm. and 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 they didn't know the model there. But this was back in 2007, so yeah. I mean it could have been it could have they could have come in later. I'm I'm sure there's a bunch of people screaming at me right now because I'm I'm an idiot, and, <laughs> but I can swear it's here because it's it's a big adventure bike, and you know this is we are we are a good market yeah. for that kind of bike. The listeners will let you know. Yeah. Somebody will call me names. Yes, <laughs> it's fine. It's what I'm here for. So you started down in Patagonia then in Chile, the far the well, I actually Chile? started in, in. Oh, look yeah, at you being a geography major. Oh, hey, uh, this is I'm. Only because I flew my daughter there and it cost me a lot of money. But I flew to Santiago, which is the capital in Chile. Yes. Um, and I got my got my bike through customs there, and and 
And then I started from there heading south, but uh, I did it kind of, I, I didn't expect it to be winter down there in, in the south because it's kind of when it's winter down there, it's summer at home right. in the northern hemisphere. So I ended up going through snowstorms and hail and rain. So I, I never made it to the tip uh, down in Patagonia. Sure. I, I turned around before I went all the way down and then I, I headed north for, for, for better weather. <laughs> and then I ended up in Colombia for some months. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, because it has beautiful women apparently that you could marry. Yeah, yeah. well, I knew that. Yeah. I, I, I've seen pictures. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's a pretty high. I mean, not, I haven't seen pictures of your wife. I mean, no. I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't. I haven't seen pictures. I've seen pictures of Colombia. <laughs> general examples of yeah. Colombian women. Occasionally, creepy check yeah. makes um, an appearance. Just, so, well, uh, well, you know, I just, I, he's, he's got living in South America. He's, he's got that hot, fiery blood now. He could, you know, come here and, on his capo and hurt me. I, yes, he could. <laughs> so, Mike, um, you said that you convinced the woman who's now your wife to get on the bike with you, or did yeah. she have her own bike? No, she, she came on the back of my bike. Yeah. Okay. Does she have her own bike now? She doesn't know. She, she used to ride a little, they have, you know, they have a lot of small 125cc bikes down here. She used to have one of those. Um, but she had a, had a big accident uh, back when she was a teenager and, and her, her dad banned her from riding bikes ever again. <laughs> so, so she, she got in the back of mine and uh, now she, she's take care of, she take, takes care of all the administration in, in Modolombia, our, our touring business. Uh, and I, I do all the, all the riding. So that's excellent. And it's not just guided tours, is it? You, you, you actually rent bikes for people who want to go around the country on their own. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. It's probably 50 50. I mean, uh, we have a lot of people just coming down, renting bikes, going around on their own. And we help them set up routes and, and recommend destinations and things like this. And, and then we also do guided tours. So it's kind of, we do both depending on what people want to do. Fun. And where would you say most of your riders come from that, that come by, to business? I, uh, by far, the most of our customers are from the U.S. I mean, it's a, it's a fairly cheap and, and fast flight down. I mean, you can get flights, uh, their daily departures from Miami to, to most of the bigger cities in Colombia and it takes three and a half hours to fly down. So, so it's, uh, we get a lot, of, especially now when it becomes colder up in the States, people come, tend to come down to us in the, in the warm weather. Yeah. Three and a half hour flight. I didn't realize it was that close to Colombia. That's from Miami. From Miami. Miami. Yeah. I mean, it's like a three hour flight from here to Miami. Yeah. <laughs> the details. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's just, it's, that's how close it is. Oh, okay. It's just, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, there's also a lot of flights that go via Panama City, and then you 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 jump off there and, and catch another flight down there. So we have a lot of uh, direct flights. There's also direct flights from Houston down here. So there are many options. And so, do you get couples or groups or single individuals that that come to your to your business? We or, get all. Walks, or is it more all walks of life? I mean, we get the the oldest rider we've had have been 84. And, uh, and we've, uh, you know, we've had young kids. We've had families come down. We had a, we had a whole family of five come down to ride together. And so, yeah, it's uh, oh, wow. all kinds of, of people. And, and do the, what kind of license 
do people have to have to ride a motorcycle in Colombia? You have to have a, a paper one. Yeah, you have to have a motorcycle endorsed uh, driver's license. From, from whatever country you come from or? From whatever country you come from. And that's good for the first 30 days you're in the country. You can use your local driver's license. If you're staying in Colombia for more than 30 days, then you have to get an international driver's license, All right. which is fairly easy to get as well. What kind of guided tours? What, what are you showing people? What's the routes like? What, what, you know, what, what would I expect? We basically do three types of tours because we know that people like different types of, of terrain. So so we have perfectly paved roads down here and nice highways, a lot of twisties, uh, all paved. So we do all paved tours. Then we do what we call mixed terrain adventure tours, which is can be gravel and dirt roads mixed with the secondary paved roads. Uh, and then we do all all off-road tours as well. So so we kind of have the three types of tours depending on what the group likes to do. When you were doing your your solo tour, what how would you characterize it? Was it mainly a paved road um, with some off road? And I'm kind of curious how how the Capo serve you on that kind of on on your tour. I mean, the Capo Nord is a is a big touring bike and it's a it's a heavy bike. It's like 230 kilos right. dry weight. In, uh, that's like I don't know, probably close to 500 pounds. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not made for real hard off-road, but uh, I, I got into some serious off-road, in, especially in Bolivia. You, you, there you get into sand and rocks and, and stuff, but it's, it's it's not ideal for that type of riding. I, I prefer riding a smaller bike for stuff like that, uh, like a 650 bike. But I mean, the Caponaut is a great bike for on-road touring. It's really comfortable yeah. and has good power. What kind of bikes do you have in, in your business? Most people that are into like adventure riding, adventure touring, they, they love the BMW brand. So we have all the GS bikes from BMW. And then we also run Suzuki V-Strams, the 1000, the new 1000 and the 650s. And then we probably the most popular bike that we use is the Kawasaki KLR 650. What do you think of the new 1000 V-Strom? I, I like it. I mean, it's, it's a little bit like with the Caponaut. It's, it's a mainly street bike. Uh, real comfortable for for road touring, but it's it's not so capable on the off road. This is all kind of leading up to something else, in that you're not just doing a business uh, a touring business in Colombia. I'm not just doing a touring business in Colombia. No, yeah. you're doing a rally. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. You're possibly smuggling <laughs> drugs. I don't know. I'm just whatever. <laughs> yeah. We already covered that. He's not doing that. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. In in January uh, 2015, I'm I'll be uh, in Africa doing the intercontinental rally which is a new rally that has been set up following the old Dakar rally route from from Spain down to uh, Dakar and Senegal so uh, I'm set for a spot in that race and we'll try and, and do my best <laughs> okay uh, you're you're doing a GoFundMe to raise funds for it Yes, I am. We'll have a link to that in our show notes. How big of a wheel nerd sticker can I get on your bike? I mean, uh, I will put a huge sticker on there if you <laughs> if you want. I'm uh, I'm collecting stickers of of um, of everybody that support me. Uh, the people that uh, doesn't have a company, they will will get if they want. They can get a picture of the of their own face uh, stuck to the bike. So uh, as I'm trying to do something a little different okay. than all the corporate logos. Uh, the, the really the first question I had when I when I saw you were doing this is why not do the Dakar where it is now? Because that's that's like right in your neighborhood. Yeah, comparatively speaking. First of all, uh, it's an econo- economic question. I mean, the official original Dakar rally will probably cost you at least a hundred thousand bucks to participate in, whereas the rally in in Africa is a little mm-hmm. little cheaper. Also. I'd say the reason why I wanted to do this rally is because from as long as I remember seeing the 
original Dakar rally was following that route going through the Sahara Desert and ending up on the on the beaches going into the city of Senegal and Dakar down at the end of the race. And that's to me, it's just been this iconic race. And I just wanted, I've just wanted to do this my whole life. Mm-hmm. So now I finally get the chance to ride there. I was really sad when the Dakar moved all their race from Africa to South America, actually. Right. Yeah. It was, it's kind of a big shock. Yeah. I mean, they had some safety concerns back yes. then that so that's why they moved the race. And I mean, the original Dakar rally, the, the Dakar rally is, is, um, is obviously a huge uh, commercial event. So. So it's um, it's targeted for for terrorist attacks and I don't know. So I'm hoping the the rally that I'm participating in is, is not uh, being such a commercial success that anything will happen down there right. this time around. So this is the Intercontinental Rally. Is there any kind of relationship between it and the car, or is it just a completely new entity that was like, hey, we've got all these old maps, you know, we can run a race on this? Yeah, I, I basically think that's how it, it started out. It, it, this is going to be the fifth year that this Intercontinental Rally is, is running. So basically a year or two after the, the other rally changed to South America, this they started this race kind of like, like an amateur setup and and just kind of whoever wanted to enter could enter okay. the race um, now they have uh, only 100 spots uh, that they offer and you have to apply to get into the race and you have to have obviously set up with support and everything so uh, so it's becoming more and more professional down there and it's so I'm, I'm very excited to participate in the race and, and see how it all works out. Are you running the race as a, as a quote unquote privateer where it's, it's all you or are you part of a team? Yeah. Do you have a support vehicle? What's your preparation? We, we've set up an, a rally team with my business model, Lombia, and, um, but basically it's to support me in this first race. Uh, potentially later on, we will, we will try and involve more racers to do like an alternative marketing for our business as well. But uh, this year, this year I've just I've bought a, a spot on a on mm-hmm. a on a support team that has mechanics and they're gonna set up camp every night and they're, they're supporting a, a, like a number of other riders and you guys are all just banding together. Yeah, there's a, there's a little group of riders there and and two rally cars as well and and they have two trucks that one goes on an alternative route with all the the camp gear and the spare parts and everything and then they have another truck that actually goes in this the trail itself so if you're in trouble on the trail they will they will sweep you up at some point nice so what what's your goal for for gofundme um what, what kind of funding are you hoping to get well I, i've kind of set it up on the gofundme project uh, i've i've asked for five thousand dollars and and i've already reached four so it's going pretty well. I, I didn't expect uh, people to support me uh, like that. I'm, I'm very, very appreciative of, of that support. It's been people can put 50 or 100, dollars down to support me. And, and these are all individuals that are previous customers that have been on tour with us and, you know, friends and family. Uh, and then I'm also doing um, some sponsorships with some of the companies that we work with, with Modolombia. So to get equipment and products, this is kind of a, a little part of payment the race itself obviously is a lot more expensive than five thousand dollars but um, yeah but uh, that was the kind of the goal that i said not expecting to get anything but uh, it's, i've been so overwhelmed by the support that it's just fantastic is there an end date for your gofundme or is it just kind of continual up until the, the day of the rally or yeah basically this this gofundme uh, system there's no end date to the to the actual okay. funding so yeah it just keeps running and the- Sweet. So I can like put off editing this show for the next nine months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm just kidding. Don't give him an excuse. I'm kidding. I won't. <laughs> yeah. Can you talk about your bike? What are you riding for the rally? Yeah, for this rally, I've um, I've through the research that I've done decided on a on a KTM 690 Enduro R, which is going to be outfitted with a bunch of uh, rally accessories. That I'm I'm just now trying to figure out which parts I'm going to put on the bike, but it's it's not going to look much like the factory <laughs> setup when it's done. <laughs> that's for sure. Is the scrutineering that the Intercon Rally does are they as strict as the Dakar? Is there the same kind of pressure? No. No? Okay. You're like, you show up on a bike and they're like, well, does it run? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they have, they have a pretty long list of technical specifications, but, but they don't limit you like in, in the, in the original Dakar. They, in the other Dakar, you can only do a 450 engine now. Right. So in the intercontinental, you, you can basically ride whatever bike you want. Okay. And you're, and you're, for you, the KTM 690R, you're just, feeling like that's the best choice for the kind of ride you're going to be doing yeah i mean it's um uh, it's four thousand miles um the race are actually a little more than four thousand miles in, in 14 days and it's all of it is you know sand and hot off-road so um so i i thought this would be the the most ideal bike with enough power to pull you through and, mm-hmm. and also fairly light to not sink in too much. Well, how much competition riding have you done to date? Uh, none. Okay. Zero. <laughs> and you're starting out with the Dakar. That's, yeah. You're my hero, man. Exactly. <laughs> I've gone into a really strict diet now. I'm tra- I'm working out, you know, several days a week and uh, I have a personal trainer down here in Columbia helping me out. Uh, obviously, I've I've done a lot of off-road riding and, and we also do the enduro tours down here on the 450 dirt bike. So I have you know, a lot of riding. I have 21 years of riding experience, but I've never done a, uh, an actual race to compete. So this is something new. So I'm kind of assuming you're going into this, you know, I'm, I just want to do this ride. I'm not necessarily, yeah, I'm, like, I'm going to win and beat everybody, you know. Oh, my, my big, I mean, it'd be cool if you do win. Yeah, but, you know. My big goal is to make it down to, to do the ride on the beach coming into the car. That's kind of the I, Oh, that'd be so cool. The iconic ending of the trip. So I, I want to, I want to yeah. make it there. <laughs> and then, so if I get a, if I get a, a position as well, then that's, that's just bonus. How does the, the whole face sticker thingy work? Like, is, do somebody, does someone send you a picture of their face and you turn it into a, a sticker? Yes. <laughs> we, if I send you a picture of my butt, will that work? If you do your butt, then, uh, yeah, we can put it on, on the, on the, on the back of the bike. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> No. That would be cool. No. I'm not sure it will work so well in the Muslim countries, though. <laughs> well, is it like a color sticker? You're yeah. Doing, or is it like like a white vinyl, you know, kind of like an old, no, like uh, Obama it, Hope thingy? No, it's a full uh, full color uh, vinyl sticker okay. that uh, that I do. It's a then maybe my butt's not a good idea. Yeah. It's no. Three inches high. Yeah. Oh, yeah, three inches high. Okay. So it would look really small. Well, you know, I have been working out. <laughs> <laughs> When does the, the does the Intercontinental let's see it's January twenty fifteen, does it kick off like the same day as, as the Dakar? No, I believe the the real Dakar kicks off the first of January. Right, like New Year's That's like New Year's yeah, Day. The day after New Year's and you get two weeks of that. Yeah. So this intercontinental rally starts on the twenty sixth, I believe, of January. Okay. Okay. Run for two weeks. Cool. Okay. So you're not like trying to, you get like overshadowed or anything. No. I mean, I kind of like, I like your, that idea better, that route, you know, just doing Paris Dakar route. It's just so romanticized. It's, I always wondered why Dakar hasn't moved back, but 
I guess if you know intercontinental squatting on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I still think it's uh, it's for security concerns um, for the yeah. for the Dakar. I mean, they they had the, they had a couple of guys killed, I believe, back in two thousand eight of the competitors down there, and then they had a had a serious threat on the day they were supposed to start the race, and and they actually ended up canceling the race that one year. And then the next oh, wow. the next year they moved it to South America. I heard after it moved, I don't even know how true this was, but someone was going to try to revive the Dakar as a horse race. Oh, really? Hmm. <laughs> uh, have a horse rally? Okay, a horseback rally. Those was, poor horses. Maybe hey, I don't know. I don't think they ever did it, but it was like <laughs> have to carry a lot of water. <laughs> I I, yeah. I think it was actually a Muslim guy that was going to do it as sort of a throwback to you know pre motor motorcycle stuff you know back when the Dakar was horse driven <laughs> yeah I guess because <laughs> <laughs> I guess they were doing that then like getting on horses and racing there was a movie I think D- not not everything you see in the movies is true Chuck shut up <laughs> yeah dream killer when you set the goal for the thing you were just like this would be a nice a nice lift can you talk about or are you willing to talk about what all this endeavor is costing you to to run the intercontinental yeah i mean it's it's no secret uh you you can go into the website and see how much it costs to to sign up it's two thousand euros so i would suspect that's around three thousand dollars wow that's almost all your gofundme money right there (laughs) yeah exactly and then the spot with the support team is about the same um, then obviously I need flight tickets, I need food, I need uh, fuel, a bike. Um, I need the bike, and I need all the all the setup of the bike. So so it will probably end up in around twenty thousand bucks, I suspect. Are you getting any other sponsorships that aren't companies owned by you? Yeah, I'm. I'm, uh, I'm just now working on on trying to get most of the companies that we work with here in in Colombia to to help out. Okay. Um, to you know, like product sponsors. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully, I'll be able to set up the bike without putting too much money into it, and still get to do like the you know a ride of a lifetime. Yeah, exactly. How's your family uh, feeling about you doing this Santa Cana rally? Well, my wife is really cool about all this. Um, she, she I, you know, I go on tour all the time down here as well, but um, she kind of just knows that it's part of of the business, and 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 this has been a big dream of mine for for so long time that she knew that she probably. Better not block me. <laughs> She's really cool about it because I said so. Yeah. Yeah. I picked you up on the back of a bike. I could put you back too. Yeah. Wow. No, no I mean, uh, she's been really cool about it and, and she just thinks that, that I should go for it. And actually, she wants to do it in a car. So that might come up in a couple of years. Oh, nice. We have a, we have two small girls now, so so we can't really leave both of us at the same time. How, uh, how old are your girls? Three and five. Does the, the five-year-old kind of understand what you're going to be doing? Yeah, I think so. They're both, both of the girls are actually very interested in bikes and, and love to come down to the shop and sit on the bikes. And So we're talking about uh, getting a sidecar made now so they can come along. Oh, dude, I, I, that is so much fun. I, I have a sidecar rig that I ride my daughter around in. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, love yeah I'm uh, Get that done. I, I just kind of ask because the Dakar is sort of a. I don't know how much you you know about the Dakar, Jen. Um, well, I went and read about it so that I could sound like okay. I knew a little bit when we were talking to Mike. Okay. Uh, but, so the Dakar, you know, it's it's people die. Yes. Every year, pretty much on on that, and not from terrorists. No, it's it's, <laughs> it's inherently yeah. dangerous. It's a it's a pretty dangerous kind. Yeah. Of, you know, it's adventure. I mean, you know, you get stranded out in the desert, you could. 
you're stranded out in the desert. Yeah, even with your support yeah. team, things can happen. I mean, with this rally, obviously every rider has to have a, I don't know if you know these GPS spot trackers. Mm-hmm. So, so you can kind of, uh, even if you, if you crash or whatever, you just need to hit a button and it will, it will, um, it will give you, give the, the location where you're at to, to the organizers. They have a helicopter, they have a sweeper trucks and they have a first responder team and all of that. So, so I mean, it's, it's pretty well set up when it comes to safety of the riders and all of that. But obviously something, something bad can happen anytime on a bike. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's yeah. a risk you take and it's a risk you're aware of. Is it a mixed rally between car, with cars and bikes running at the same time? Yes. Like the, the car is? It's, it's is mixed. It a... You get sent off on different, okay. different groups, but the, eventually the cars usually catch up. So that's when it gets exciting. Yeah. So you get the, you get the little alarm system that, that squawks right before you get run over. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it's that advanced in this, in this rally. But the, no, you, there'll just be a guy leaning out the car yeah. saying, look out, look out. Exactly. Hey, you. Yeah. You'll know if you get run over. So, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Guys in the car are like, did you feel that bump? Yeah. <laughs> Nine, keep going. Yeah. Well, wait, why are they suddenly Germans? <laughs> Germans run the rally? What? You got something against Germans? No, you, you're the one having them run this guy over poor mike well he's danish yeah i'm not german i, I don't know what that means germans <laughs> Danes, you know stuff now you with the geography oh what? and politics good job what <laughs> you know now all your german and danish listeners are going to be upset with you i mean uh, Ger- germany occupied denmark for five years that's about the only See, that's why they would run them over. <laughs> See, during now the war. That's yeah. why. Now we have motive. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm with you now, Chuck. Good job. If if some random dudes are going to come out of the desert and they're going to run you over, what what accent do you picture in your mind them having? Americans. <laughs> Americans aren't going to go across the ocean to go run someone over. We they're going to do it right here. We could do it in our own backyard because America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, speaking of the cars yeah. on the way here, I rode my bike here to, to checks, and yeah. Oh God, here we go. No, just people in cars. It was awesome. Do you have Do you have uh, many um, <laughs> single women that come on the tours? I don't mean like uh, you know, I mean like women who come alone, <laughs> traveling alone, solitary. What? <laughs> solo, solo women riders. <laughs> not. He I, means not not with their boyfriend or yeah, yeah. Or yes. Yeah, I mean it's not the highest percentage, but yeah, we definitely have have female riders come down as well. We're actually uh, talking about doing an all female tour as well, so that's maybe something we're gonna be doing next year. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun, and it's it's very affordable. When I went and looked at it, yeah, I was asking for your benefit. I appreciate that. This is actually a tour I think I'd like to do when I stop spending my money on my kids. Right, that. <laughs> yeah. What What's the tour I can take to meet a Colombian girl who will ride on the back of my bike with me to the United? You have to start in Chile. What? In the winter. <laughs> what? <laughs> I say uh, Colombian girls are very approachable and very easy to talk to. So uh, I'm sure my my girlfriend would love to talk to them. My girlfriend would love to talk to them. I'm sure. Hello, honey. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't listen to you. Yes, she does. Oh. (laughs) She asks me questions. Great. (laughs) How far out are you booked for your tours? Well, uh, next year we're gonna be trying something new. We're gonna do a couple of multi-country tours as well. So we're not only gonna be riding around Colombia. So we actually we're planned all the way through to uh, October next year, and um, 
and we have bookings basically for all our tours that are planned for next year. Not that they are full, but we have uh, we have bookings for for all the tours. How much legwork does someone need to do from home for one of those multi-country tours? How much legwork? Yeah, like do I have to like line up visas and everything, or do I just show up with a passport? No, it's it's it's. I mean, for Americans, it's it's fairly easy to travel around South America. Most of most of the countries will give you a three months visa when you enter the country on on the do border. Do I have to expunge my criminal record or anything? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, always a good idea, Jeff. You never know. I don't think they're as strict as as the TSA and what it's what they're called in the so US. So you doing tours like uh, Lima, Machu Picchu, my Machu Picchu, Machu Picchu, yeah, Cartagena. Yeah, next year in April we're doing our first tour from uh, from Cartagena here in Colombia, and then down to Machu Picchu and and ending in Lima, the capital you're of Peru. You're doing a European tour, and we're doing our first European tour in in June next year. Oh, that's so cool! Obviously, being uh, being Danish, I I know Scandinavia pretty well, so so we're trying to, to start out uh, with a Scandinavian tour where we go from Denmark up through Norway to. Um, across the Arctic Circle to the to the North Cape of Norway, the, the most northern point of Europe, and then back to Denmark again. Think of how many people I could offend. Yes, uh, clearly. Think that, of the international incidents. I yeah, <laughs> that's the tour for you. But I want to do the Trans Amazonian Challenge. Eight countries, just because forty five days. In it. Yeah. <laughs> forty five days. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a big expedition, and uh, we actually. Uh, we're just about to publish a collaboration on that tour with the uh, Moto Discovery, which is an American touring company. So uh, we're gonna be two companies trying. Yeah, that to, sounds fantastic. Um, to run Do this you get tour to spend together. much time in the different countries, seeing some of the the tourist spots? Is it more just a, a ride through, or, or do you actually go to some of the the unique places and spend time there? On all our trips, we have uh, non riding days included as well, where we we get to see get drunk, yeah, get drunk and see the most important sites. So uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we try to make a very nice mix of of riding and and also seeing the cultural uh, sites and the history and and meet the local people. So we try to make it not only riding but uh, but a cultural exp- experience as well. Oh, that sounds like a blast. Yeah, I'd say um, I've I've traveled now to eighty different countries around the world, and and Colombia is definitely one of my very favorite countries in the world. If I was riding through Colombia on a motorcycle, what would you say are the things I should not miss? On a motorcycle, I'd say the mountain the mountain roads here are just spectacular. I mean, you just have thousands of twisties and turns, beautifully paved roads with just spectacular scenery. The the Andes mountain range split into three here in Colombia, so you just have mountains wherever you go, you have to cross some kind of mountain. So so the the fun on the bike is you're just constantly in, in curves. So, so it's, that's just awesome riding here for the riding. But then they have so many cultural sites down here, historic cities and villages, and they have ancient sculptures. They have uh, Indian grave tunnels. They have what? Indian grave tunnels. Like They've, uh, tu- they dig tunnels and they put all the bodies in the tunnels? Yeah, they, they, they did that before the Spanish came down. to. So these are really ancient tunnels that they found uh, later on. Why is there no horror movie about this? I know that sounds awesome, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of an Indiana Jones-like uh, territory out there in some of the remote areas. You can find some pretty interesting things. You can do rafting down here, kite surfing, uh, um, paragliding. 
Uh, there are beautiful beaches up on the Caribbean coast. There you can see, watch whales and the Pacific coast. I mean, they have everything here from deserts to, to really thick, deep jungle and high snow-capped peaks and, and volcanoes. So it's really a, an amazing country with all, all kinds, kinds of terrain, terrain and, and scenery. And you said it was the Andes, the Andes Mountains that, that split into three? Yes. There? I didn't realize the Andes went that far north. Actually, the Andes Mountains run through the whole continent. Um, it starts down in, in Chile and runs all the way up through... Um, Bolivia, Peru, Ecuador, and then right as it arrives on the on the Ecuadorian Colombian border, then the mountain range split split into three ranges, and that's why we have so many mountains here in Colombia. How difficult is it to see wildlife? I mean, well, if you go into a disco, not very difficult at all. I wasn't talking about that kind of wildlife. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's a there's there's a lot of Colombia is the country in the world that has the most bird species, so there's a lot of birds down here. There's, I mean, there's um. The biodiversity is incredible. There's so many plants and flowers. The nature is, is really diverse, but there's not that many big animals down here. I, I mean, we get, um, we get monkeys, we get, uh, foxes, we get pu- pumas, we get, um, we get, uh, there's a, there's a bear down here that is really rare. It only exists in Colombia, but it's almost impossible to, to get to see it because you have to go really deep into the jungle. A bear, you say? Yes, a small bear that looks kind of like a mix between a bear and a pig. <laughs> yeah, ha- haven't you seen that picture on the internet of the bear with all the cocaine on its face? <laughs> yeah. Because it loves the cocaine. Sniff, you have, sniff a bear. <laughs> you have a one-track mind. It's one co- track. Cocaine bear. Wait, or three girls. Cocaine bear. Drugs. Everyone's seen cocaine Alcohol. bear. Everyone has seen cocaine bear. Yeah, the sniff I'm, a bear. Clearly I'm out of the loop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm really curious to hear about this this tour you have coming up in October with Ted Simon. Yeah, this is um this is going to be very exciting. Uh, Ted Simon is is one of the legendary motorcycle global travelers. Yeah. And he's uh he's written the Jupiter's Travel, which is a really famous book for motorcycle travelers. Um mm-hmm. actually he came through Colombia exactly 40 years ago when he wrote that book uh, for the first time and he's been back many times. It's one of his favorite countries. Uh, and I just happened to meet him up in Flagstaff. We were at the Overland Expo doing some promotion and, and he had a stand next to mine. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we were talking for three days and, and finally I ended up inviting him to come down on a, one of our tours down here. So he's kind of coming down as a guest of honor. And uh, that's awesome. We're going to show him the, so, the country on one of our tours. Is the, the Motorcycle Legends Tour, is that only with Ted Simon or is that kind of a regular thing where you have guest riders come with you? This this tour with Ted Simon is the first time we're going to do it. The, the idea is to make a series out of it. Next uh, next year we have uh, Christopher Baker, who who is a, a very experienced motorcycle rider as well, who wrote a book about uh, riding around Cuba. Um, and he works for National Geographics and, and write guidebooks and reviews of Costa Rica and Colombia and, and Cuba. So he's coming down in 2015. So we, we're trying to make it a regular thing once a year to invite somebody from the music industry, from the motorcycle industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could get, uh, Neil Pert. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's both yeah. motorcycles yeah. and yeah. music industry. You know what you need. You should do a motorcycle legend tour. With a noted podcaster. Yeah. Oh, noted, I know a noted, couple of noted those. motorcycle podcaster. Yeah. They're yeah, I think that's a great idea. Who are those guys? You kind of you go on there. What? <laughs> Shut up. 
You know who you should get is Elspeth. Get out. That's what you should get. You should get out. <laughs> Elspeth Beard. Yeah. She was the first UK rider to ride around, circumnavigate the world on her bike back in the 80s. Yeah. I bet she would be awesome. I mean, the list of... Uh, so you could combine that with your all-women tour. You're supposed to get her for a show. I'm going to try. Of influential motorcycle riders are, are becoming longer and longer. I mean, people do some crazy trips around here. We, we've we uh, been down here now for... Se- I've been down here for seven years, and, and we also used to have a, a little hostel down here where a lot of the travelers coming through Colombia, they would stop, and, and we've have had, you know, some travelers who've been on the road for 10 years. We had... Italian guy who who had been four and a half years on a Vespa scooter. I mean, there's some crazy stories. There's that one couple. On a Vespa, 10 years on a Vespa. That sounds... No, four and a half years on a Vespa. Okay, four and a half. Well, still four and a half. That just sounds uncomfortable. Who's that couple that they've done like 10 years on the road? Lisa and Thomas, I think. Yeah, the Thomas. Yeah, 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 Thomas. They've done 10 years together riding, you know, their own own bikes around the world. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, there's some... uh, some incredible trips that people are doing. Yeah, well, you're, you're going to be doing a pretty incredible one, too, coming up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward now, to that. You do that ride. You finish it. Will you end up doing the Dakar then, or is that pretty much, you know? That's a huge dream of mine to do that, but I'm... Do the actual to get, name. To get the funding together for that is going to take a little more than a GoFundMe project, I think. Yeah, at least, you know, a Kickstarter, maybe. Yeah, maybe, Indie, yeah. Indiegogo. <laughs> yeah. We'll see if I can finish this one in, in Africa. That's the plan. And then um, then we might move on to the next one. Fantastic. Well, best of luck on that. Yeah, thank yeah, you thanks. so much for coming on and talking to us about it. Yeah, you're most welcome. And we'll keep, uh, I'm going to keep an eye on it. We'll, you know, see you, see what you do in, in January. That'd be great. That'd be great. Great. Thank you. Thanks for talking to us, Mike. Uh, your website is motolumbia.com. We'll have links to that in the show doc. We'll also have links to your GoFundMe. And uh, look for Motolumbia's upcoming Motorcycle Legends Tour with Chuck Brewer, podcaster. Extraordinaire. 2016. Yeah. October. Awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Thanks, Mike. Mike. All right. You're welcome. So that was neat. That was pretty cool. That was cool. Yeah. Um, I, I like the idea of, of his business. Yeah. Oh, I would love to do the European tour and insult as many Europeans as I could. Would you? I'd like to do that adventure tour that con- all the countries. Confusing their countries of origin. Didn't you just do that? <laughs> all the same. thought you were just over there doing that. I did. And I was shouting America on top of those red double-decker buses. And you were saying, you're welcome, you're welcome for winning your war? I didn't say, well, you're welcome for your winning your war. I would just say... You enjoying this freedom? You're oh, welcome. oh. You're, you're welcome. I'll bet that played really well. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Marka. This is a really nice store you have. This Herod's and everything. It's cool how everything's in English here. You're welcome. <laughs> and and Shelly didn't leave you on that trip either. That's your your girlfriend is like she is very, very patient with me. She must be. <laughs> She's very patient. She's very understanding. She, uh, very patient. She. Fortunately you know, for you. She even introduced me to her college friends. Wow. So you're not like her dirty little secret then? No, I was not her dirty little wow. secret. She would introduce me to her friends and I would promptly tell them they're welcome for their, for their freedom. 
And then she'd go, oh, I need to find more friends to introduce you to. <laughs> this is going so well. I need to go. Best f- idea ever. Where are the beef eaters? <laughs> it's cool you guys were, you know, worth listening to war. You're welcome. <laughs> wow. Keep speaking English. You speaking, yeah. Hey, good job. Crown jewel. Good job guarding those jewel thingies. You know, I need my jewels guarded on. I know who to call. You're welcome. <laughs> Perfect. As far as I know, I don't have any English listeners. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I think you do. I don't. I don't know. No. You, well, Charlie doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now Charlie won't listen to you again. Uh, I don't count. Charlie never counts. Yeah. Charlie's an expat, so he doesn't count. Okay. He see. He's woken up. And he's like, that's right. I need to go thank all of them personally for the rest of my life. That's what he does. He goes around thanking Americans. It's like the first two words out of his mouth when he meets someone. Thank you, American. Thank you. Yeah. I like that about him. That's what Charlie does. He's a good guy. Good job. You know, good head on his shoulders. (laughs) So we got uh, just two tiny letters this week. All right. Kareem writes... I speak for at least one member of the audience when I say, me, demand a Wheel Nerds forum on the website. Hmm. A forum? Forums are so 90s. What are you saying? You want people just to post on the Facebook page? Comment on posts? Yeah. Tweet hashtag Wheel Nerds? Yeah. Tweet Twitter and Facebook is kind of... Yeah. I I don't know. How do you... Do you do any kind of forum participation? Exactly, right? (laughs) I'm sorry, it's true. I used to, but there's uh, there are other communication options. And there's other, I mean, really big online forums already, like uh, sport sportturn.net, ADV Writer. I I just don't know what wheel nerds would bring for a forum, a dedicated forum. Yeah, because it wouldn't serve a niche audience where people have this idea about a specific bike or something they want to do with the bike or that it's just kind of goofy. So maybe that's actually, the I mean, thing. how many people could there be wanting to get onto an internet forum to just talk about me? They might talk about Todd. No. So how many people would there be to get on an internet <laughs> forum to talk about me? Maybe they talk about me. You don't know. I am not paying money for an internet forum where people can come and talk about you. It's an idea. You want a gen forum? Go, uh, no, go, I, go do it. Honestly, no. I really don't. Don't need a gen forum. Want a gen forum. No. I don't need to be springing the bill for a gen forum. I will post on a gen forum. I bet you would. That's the best reason not to have one. <laughs> I will start threads. I will comment. I will moderate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, I just don't want to want to be. They're res- kind of a lot of work too for what you get out of them. They can be, yeah. I wrote a forum program once. Yeah. From the ground up, ran a website off of it. Cool. For in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a geek. <laughs> Kevin writes, um, so are Euro writers worried that the EU-Russian conflict and sanctions will affect getting parts for their Euros, presumably? Right. I don't think he just meant parts in general. No. He could. Well, why would they want parts in general? I like general parts. 
Got a garage full of general parts. I've seen your garage full of general parts. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Never know. I might need that sometime. What do you think? You worried about that? No. I actually asked this question at Americade to the Euro guy. Euro guy's guy. The uh, Euro guy's guy? Guy. I think, yeah, just... There was... Uh, Euro was there in combination with a local dealer. Hmm. I'm pretty sure I talked to the Euro guy. All right. He was saying that uh, the company, IMZ... Euro mm-hmm. is actually considered an American company oh. now because of investment or whatnot. They're headquartered in, in, or they have a headquarters in the Pacific Northwest. Okay. So they, they're pretty much. Where are the parts made? Russia. <laughs> <laughs> the bikes so, come from Russia. Back to that thing. But. I mean, headquarters in the U.S. is great and all, but if your parts are coming from a war-torn country. Well, if it's war torn, I mean, Russia's not war torn. That's true. And, 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 and the sanctions so far are pretty much all aimed at affecting Russian companies to try to put political pressure. Oh, okay. Right. So it's, that makes sense then. You know, they're throwing mud at each other. You know, they're trying to you know make political pressure. change, political pressure mm-hmm. through economic sanctions. So putting sanctions that affect an American company, Russia might do it. Just to say, just screw, to do, yeah, do it. But it, I'm not too worried. Um, the other thing he was saying is, uh, Ural's kind of kind of low profile in Russia. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. They're not as cool over there as they are over here. They're not. You know what the cool bike is there? What Harley's? Oh. You know what Putin rides? No. Putin rides a Harley. Does he really? Yeah. Huh. When Putin wants his photo op, he doesn't get a homegrown bike. He gets a Harley. He gets a Harley because takes his shirt off. Taking the shirt off. In public. Because he's a guy. While he he's, he's strangling a tiger on top of his Harley. <laughs> totally unstaged photo ops. So clearly, yet another thing I haven't seen online that everyone else has. And oh, come on. You haven't seen any of the, the propaganda I... pictures Putin's done? No. Where he's like hunting bare shirted or, you know, just hanging out with his 20 year old gymnast girlfriend. No, really? Are you making this up? No, he's dating an Olympic gymnast. Well, what about the tiger? He, he did like some kind of tiger taming thing where he like posed with tigers huh. or a bear or something. Yeah. Well, no, actually, I had he no like idea. Gets, he like goes hunting. I and thought stuff. you were making this up. No, the dude goes, does all kinds of propaganda stuff, proving his manliness. <laughs> If you have to prove it. And he's always, he looks back at the camera, he's like, does your president do this? Our president doesn't need And then he grabs a bear and he breaks its neck. Well, that's cool. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Mounts the head on the handlebars of his Harley. Jim just does the splits on the back of his Yeah, we bike. go, you know what? Teddy Roosevelt did it many, many years ago, so catch up. Bully! <laughs> Bully! That... <laughs> Sounds like a great use of his time as the leader of a superpower. Have yeah. you seen a 20-year-old gymnast girlfriend? That's a great use of time. She She's not old enough to go to the bars. Oh, it's Russia. It's Russia, yeah. She's an Olympian. Former Olympian. All right, then. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> She's not old enough to go to the bars. Boo-hoo. What are you saying? You're not taking this girl out for live music? Boo-hoo. <laughs> 
we have to stay home again. Oh, I wonder what we're going to do. I knew Creepy Check was going to show Oh, come on! <laughs> but you're the one sitting here fantasizing about 20-year-old... I'm not fantasizing. I'm just saying. I saw the look on your face, I'm Chuck. just saying. Chuck. What? I saw the look. I, I, have, mm-hmm. I already have a younger girlfriend. I'm already there. I'm my own Putin. Clearly. Clearly. I am, I'm already dating with hot chick. Do you have a picture with a tiger? Of me with a tiger? Yeah. Maybe. Okay, then. Done. Yeah. Yeah. What? How do you get any cooler? <laughs> you're out of... You, you're, what are you, you're so cool. You've done so many things. You've reached this pinnacle. You can't even think of what you could do to be cooler. That's what you're telling me. Uh, That's it. You're done. I think so. Wow. I'm, I'm done. I've... Coolness. I can mm. feel it just kind of radiating off you right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to take a shot <laughs> today. My deodorant a little strong. Sorry. What have you learned, Jen? Today I learned that the Andes extend all the way up to Colombia. Wow. I didn't know that. That's a good piece of knowledge. I learned what I'm getting you for Christmas. Yes. That's it, everyone. You know what? I've completely forgotten the ending. Todd usually starts it. Uh, well? I'm Chuck. This is where you say I'm Jen. I'm Jen. No, I'm fake Todd. Well, whoever the fuck you are. <laughs> okay, everyone. All right, everybody. I'm, I'm Chuck. <laughs> I'm Chuck. I am Chuck. I am Chuck. And I am fake Todd. Ride safe, I guess, everyone. And have fun. My line is usually we'll see you next week. I don't know what the fuck Todd says. I don't okay, pay attention. So do you want do you want me to make up something? <laughs> yes, make up something. Alright. Well You you can do the takeout. You you do the takeout. Well that was another fun show. Thanks for having me. Great. Anytime. Uh, feel free. And you everyone, don't you don't have to make it so Todd doesn't have to show up in order. I didn't have to make him sick? Yeah. You didn't have to make him sick in order to come and be on the show. I will remember that next we time. We have plenty of people that enjoy having you on the show. <laughs> One or two. Yeah. Well it's been a great show. Thanks everybody for listening. This is Fake Todd. And I'm Chuck. And we'll see you next week. That's my line, goddammit. <laughs> it's ride safe. We'll see you next week. Okay, hang on. You know what? No, forget. No, no you're done. No, you're fired. No, that, you're fired. That, just... Fired. Shh. So fired. Right, Seth, everyone. We'll see you next week. See? I did. I did. We're done. <laughs> Say command. You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 801-917-4136. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com. If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Hell, write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheelnerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.